and welcome to the Peasant Times Dispatch. I am Scoot, and this is the Peasant Podcast. Well, welcome back, everyone. I am, for one, am happy to be back. It has been a little while since we last spoke, or since you last listened to me ramble on the internet. Um, since the last podcast, I got married, Christmas came and went, Advent happened, uh, Thanksgiving happened, I'm working through all of this stuff backwards. Um, it's been a long time. So I, I'm excited to be back with you. I'm happy that you guys are still sticking with me and still listening. I've been giving a lot of thought over November and December over how the Peasant Times Dispatch is going to look in 2023. Um, as you may have seen in my recent letter to the editor, I've sh- shuffled some things around. I'm um, changing my offering so that some of the more fiction and writing and writing about writing stuff ends up on my second substack, Gibberish, which there will be a link to in this in the post below this podcast, um, so that the Peasant Times Dispatch can remain focused on the spiritual goods and the peasant life, the things that I'm really passionate about and that I really want to talk to you about. So some changes in the works, but it's January, it's a new year, I'm just getting back into it. We're starting this month off right with a good podcast. So I hope you all enjoy and I I look forward to um, hearing your comments and and getting some feedback on the new model for the Peasant Times Dispatch. What I've been thinking about recently is this idea of our consciences. Why did God choose to lock our consciences behind a bodily vault? Why can't we communicate with each other directly? Why is there so much misunderstanding between people? I mean, I'm sitting here giving you guys a a podcast, whereas why can't I just telepathically beam the information that I want to convey, all the understanding and the meaning, directly into your brains? Why did God design us this way? It gets at some of the questions of free will and agency and, um, you know, the problem of evil even. You know, why did... Why did God make uh, make humans capable of evil? Well, why did God make any design choices for the way humans are? I think there's three reasons now that I contemplate this. The first is freedom, the second is love, and the third is art. God designed us this way with our minds and meaning and our kind of intellectual world locked behind our brains. Um, because we have freedom. In order to be free, you have to have something that is yours and uniquely yours. And one of the things that are, are that are ours is our bodies and also our brains. I can have a thought and I know that that thought is uniquely mine. It might be wrong, it might be right, it might be unique, it might be interesting, it might be boring and cliche, but the thought is mine. This podcast is uniquely mine. I'm putting in the thought behind it and I'm speaking to you and hopefully you're listening and enjoying it and you're getting some some thoughts of your own and, and having new ideas come up, which hopefully you'll share in the comments. Shameless plug. But we can't say that we're truly free unless we have something that is perfectly ours, that we have complete control over. It's this, this the, the fact that we are free allows us to, to cultivate, you know, all of these things, 
all of our possessions, and then to choose how to use them. We can choose whether to share them in an act of charity. We can choose whether to share information in a, an act of teaching. Our freedom gives us the ability to deploy the things that are ours for some other purpose. People that are generally considered selfish deploy all the things that are theirs for ends that only serve them. People, people that are considered selfless deploy the things that are theirs for ends that serve others. People that are considered holy might be people that deploy the things that are theirs for ends that serve God. We are free to make all of those choices. None of the, no, there's no inability that we have to do, to, to not do any of those things. So we get to make that choice. And God designed us with this freedom and a consequence of that freedom is our ideas are hidden away and remain perfectly and mysteriously ours. The second reason I think God made us with our consciences hidden away is out of love. To love, you have to know and be interested in and to really love something that isn't yours and want to protect it and preserve it. When two people love each other, they're loving not just that person and trying to make that person theirs so that they have control over it, but it's they want that person to flourish and grow and have things of their own. God loves us, so God wants us to have things of our own the same way if a husband loves his spouse, he wants his spouse to have things that are her own. He doesn't want to be a, or let me put it this way, if a husband controls everything about his spouse, then that makes him a tyrant. But if he wants her to be, to have freedom, to have her own ideas, to have her own hobbies, to have things that are uniquely hers, then that's a, that's, then he loves her and wants her to be happy and fulfilled. So, but the key idea here is that when you, when you love someone or you love something, it's not that you don't want to make it yours. It's explicitly because it isn't yours. If we have a common love of the world, we love the world because it is not ours because it is shared, because other people use it. When we love um, our country, in an act of patriotism, we love our country because it is, not because it is not ours in, insofar as it's, let me put it this way. We, when we love a country, it is not ours in that we do not possess it. We do not control it. It is ours in that we belong to it. So loving a country is like loving a person. It's loving the world. It's wanting your country to flourish and grow and thrive and have things that are uniquely its own. So that's another reason why God made us with our consciences hidden away. The third reason that I thought of was art. 
painting is not about showing people a mountain, let's say. It's not about transmitting a picture as accurately as possible. It's about showing people how you see a mountain. It's about making people feel what you feel. It's about communicating not just words, not just data, but about communicating feelings, about communicating experiences, about communicating ideas. Art is a form of communication. Art, you're transmitting something from my brain that's uniquely mine into your brain that's uniquely yours. There's an artist that I know of or that I've heard of. Um, his name, I think, is Monet, not to be confused with another artist whose name is Manet. So correct me, any art junkies out there, if I've gotten the wrong one. I think it's Monet. Monet had a degenerative eye disease. So I, I believe he lost the sight of or the understanding of color and he lost some clarity of vision. So an interesting thing that Monet would do is that he would paint the same scene in over and over again. And you can see the progression of his disease as you see the colors change, as you see the, the details become less defined because of the degenerative nature of his disease. Those paintings aren't designed to convey a picture of a bridge. It's not a bad painting because it's fuzzy or out of not the right color of what the bridge actually is. It's a great painting because it shows you, it allows you to see through his eyes for this one specific moment in time. And that's, that's, that's empathy. That's the heart of empathy. And that's, that's what communication is all about. It's not just conveying information from your mind to someone else's mind, but all the feelings and uh, uh, associations and ideas that come with that. If I was being uh, harsh, you might call that baggage. But that's not exactly, that connotation is not exactly what I'm, I'm talking about here. It's, it's the same idea as if I want to tell you about a saint, and it's a saint that I'm really excited about. I'm going to speak with enthusiasm. I'm going to be excited. I'm going to, um, you know, say, man, like, let me tell you about this saint because I think it's really cool. And you might find that infectious. You might, you know, have some sympathetic enthusiasm as I'm telling you about this saint that I learned about. So that's, a, that's the third reason that I thought of for why God made us with our consciences hidden away. Because he wants us to be free. He wants us to have something that is uniquely ours, that we can control. Because he wants us to love, to love something that is not ours, and to want them to have something that's their own. And he wants, he has a sense of artfulness, of beauty, let's say, where we're able to transmit not just the facts and figures, but the feelings and other aspects of the thoughts that we have that are hidden in our minds. So what all of this is leading up to is I've been thinking about conversations. Conversation is how two or more consciousnesses communicate with each other. And when I say communicate, I'm talking about conveying information from one brain to another, sharing thoughts and feelings, sharing ideas, and um, you know, letting someone else see through your eyes on this particular topic for a moment in time. Conversation is an interesting thing. It's a 
communion between people. Um, we know conversation is important because God gave us the ability to speak. And he gave, it, gave us the ability to speak, to share the ideas that we have. It occurred to me that it's just really interesting that if we could, the theoretically, God could have made us to have a perfect understanding of everything. I wouldn't have to talk to you about this. I could just give you a, a bundle that has all the data that I have in mind. And then you could say, okay, yes, I, I get it. We have, we have a conscience and it's hidden behind a body. And you would have the same thoughts that I have. But that's not very interesting. That's not very artful. You have a perspective that is uniquely yours, and I have a perspective that's uniquely mine. And us sharing our perspectives adds something. It creates something new. It creates something that never existed before. Every conversation is like that, where <clears throat> two people are sharing ideas and creating something that never existed before in the history of the world. And that thing that they're creating is a new idea. Well, it might be influenced by other ideas, but it's something new. You know, you two people have never existed before in history. Your perspectives, your life experiences have never been replicated before in history. So when you are talking to someone else, you're having a completely brand new experience. And the ideas, thoughts, and feelings that you have are completely brand new. There's something special and unique and beautiful about that. So how does all of this apply to a hypothetical peasant or someone trying to live a simple peasantly faith? Peasants obviously need people. There's the saying that it takes a village. What does that mean? It means that there's multiple people involved in your work, whatever work it is that you're doing. If I'm trying to, if I'm a peasant and I'm trying to plow my field. Well, I need to buy seeds from someone. I need to, to go to the store and feed my family. You know, it's everyone is involved in some aspect of what you're doing in some aspect of your daily life. So a peasant obviously is required to have conversations with people, is required to, to speak to many people throughout his day, not just his family, not just his business associates, not just his friends, but anybody it could be strangers on the street. A peasant's job is to well, first appreciate the unique beauty of that moment, of that conversation. Because all people are created with that beautiful freedom that God gave us, with that infinite dignity that God made us with. A peasant should appreciate that. Someone living a peasantly life should remember that in every conversation. And so seek to speak to people with all love and charity and, and forgiveness. Every per, every A peasant should seek to speak to people with clarity and in order to transmit the love of Christ that he himself has. He should also not hesitate to not just broadcast out information and thoughts and feelings, but to receive, to receive a, a stranger's crazy new ideas, to, to seek help on a particular problem, to involve other people in his own life. This allows a peasant to not just 
not be lonely, but to form relationships. Relationships are what happen when conversations happen often. They're what happen when two consciousnesses get familiar with each other. They become used to the way that they speak. You become familiar with the thoughts and feelings that another consciousness has. And you can begin to anticipate and know and think to yourself, you know what, this other person would really love this. You start thinking through another person's perspective. It gets you outside of yourself. And relationships are a beautiful thing. God in his triune nature, the Trinity, the three persons that share one divine nature, is a is relationship. God is relationship in the Trinity. So a peasant should remember that conversation is between two people created uniquely by God. It's a reflection of the relationship that is God. And it's a beautiful aspect of our own creation. So I found all of these thoughts mildly interesting. I hope you find them interesting as well. What do you think? What do you think? Why do you think God made us so that we can't just directly transmit information to each other? Why did God make us have to talk to each other? What's the point of all that? Do you agree with the three ideas, the three reasons why God made us that way? Or can you think of some others on, on your own? Let me know in the comments. I would love to hear what you have to say. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate any comments, criticisms, critiques, and feedback. I'm grateful for all of you for sticking with me on this journey, and I look forward to coming back next month and continuing the conversation. God bless you all. Until next time, this has been Scoot with the Peasant Podcast.